G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway Podcast, the podcast that's all about intermittent fasting. I'm your host, Graham Curry from Perth, Australia. I lost 60 kilograms or 132 pounds living an intermittent fasting lifestyle and successfully maintained that weight loss. I'm also the author of the Amazon category best-selling book, The Fasting Highway, which will give you a great insight into what it's actually like to live it day to day, how to get started, what it's about, what are some of the health benefits that come from it, and how to turn it into a successful long-term lifestyle. In this series of podcasts, you'll be hearing from people from all over the world, from the beginners to the experienced and those that are on the journey. You'll also be hearing from some leaders in the intermittent fasting community, and you'll also be hearing from some past guests as we recheck in to see how they've been going. And thank you for joining us here on the Fasting Highway. Enjoy the show. G'day, and welcome to the Fasting Highway. And this is episode 111. And just before I get to today's exciting and motivational guest, I just wanted to shout out to everybody out there that's been getting a copy of my book, The Fasting Highway, on Amazon in both paperback and Kindle. And also for those that are in New Zealand and Australia, uh, getting it from my website, www.thefastinghighway.com. Thank you so much. Really appreciate all the words of encouragement, feedback, thanks. And also, I'm really glad that it's resonated with so many people around the world. So thank you. Okay, on to today's guest. And I'm delighted to be speaking with Paige Osiavedo. And Paige lives in the suburbs of Dallas, Texas, in the United States. And she's married to her husband, Ace, for some 15 years. And they have two children, a boy aged 16 and a daughter aged 10. And Paige and her active family are heavy in, heavily involved in sports with their children. And Paige works as a recruiting coordinator for a local school district and sells real estate part-time. It was a dinner date with a good friend of pages there was a catalyst moment to set her upon her journey to look into intermittent fasting and here she is to tell us all about her motivational story page osiavado oh g'day page and welcome to the fasting highway and thank you so much for joining me today thanks hi graham fantastic to have you here page so page if you don't mind for people that may not know you around the world and your story just sort of relay to us a bit of your backstory any problems or issues you had with weight or health in your life and how you actually made your way to finding out about intermittent fasting and getting started? Sure. Um, so my name is Paige. I am from um, North Dallas in Texas in the United States. And um, I'll give you some details. I'm 43 and um, I have two kids and um, a great husband, um, super active family, as I think most people are at this stage of life. Um, as far as health journey, um, I'm a fairly healthy person. Um, I definitely um, have struggled with my weight, but probably not someone that, um, you know, even from the outside, you would think, oh, she, you know, I, I was not obese. Um, that wasn't my struggle. Um, but I did grow up kind of in the 90s in the era of the stick figure um, supermodels, and I am not a stick figure, and I never have been. Um, so I definitely struggled with body image, I think, in a way that a lot of women that are my friends and my age that we all kind of did be- just because of the um, culture we grew up in. Um, so around 
guess it was about two years ago, um, my family was going through a really hard time. Um, my husband was in a job transition and I was extremely, extremely stressed out. Um, and I started having kind of heart palpitations, um, not not even like when I was exercising, but like when I was literally laying down on the couch, like my heart would start racing. Um, and there is a history of um, a, a condition called WPW in my family. Um, it's a heart condition. And so I was really concerned about that. Um, so I actually went and got a physical um, around March of 2020, which we all know what was happening at that point. Um, but I just went ahead and made the appointment and went in. Um, they actually did see some um, some flutters on the EKG. So I wore a heart monitor for a couple of weeks. Um, and it turned out that that was fine. They don't think that I have the heart condition. Um, but the doctor at the time um, actually told me I needed to lose probably 25 to 30 pounds. And I kind of said, yeah, I know. So what? <laughs> Doesn't everybody? And how exactly would you like me to do that? Because um, I have done everything. Um, I've done Weight Watchers. I've done Whole30. Um, I've, I've run a half marathon. Um, at times, I would go to the gym for years, you know, at, at a time and be really consistent. And then, you know, life would change and you just kind of fall out of those patterns. Um, so this doctor, ironically, mentioned to me intermittent fasting. And I just thought, there's no way that I'm not going to eat for that many hours a day. And I really just kind of ignored it. I mean, I just blew her off. Um, but I did take her advice seriously. Um, I ended up getting a blood test to see what foods I might be sensitive to. Um, because at some point I thought, well, maybe it's what I'm eating. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm gluten intolerant and I just don't know it, you know. So I did that. Um, and it came back with a bunch of stuff that I eat a lot of. Um, and I just thought one of them was black pepper. I mean, how in the world am I supposed to take black pepper out of my diet? Like it, some of it was just ridiculous. Um, so I, you know, just kind of took that information and went on. Of course, we're living through 2020 at this point. It's that summer. Um, and it, it really wasn't until... Um, about a year later, um, in March of 2021, um, that I really was kind of at my heaviest. Um, I'd, I'd actually probably put on 10 pounds since I saw that doctor. Um, just stress and life and definitely some probably undiagnosed um, depression. And I had dinner with a friend. And when I saw her, I hadn't seen her since all of COVID and she didn't live in my town. She was in town for work. And I didn't even recognize her at the restaurant. And we're, we're friends. Like, we've known each other. She was a bridesmaid at my wedding. And I'd seen pictures of her on Facebook. But just seeing her in person, she was small. And she's taller than I am. And, like, her whole, her whole body was proportionally smaller. It just and, – and her eyes looked bright and her hair looked great and – I was like, oh, I actually said, oh my gosh, you're skinny. What are you doing? How are you doing this? Tell me. And we sat down and she kind of laughed and she said, okay, I'll, I'll tell you, but you have to promise me you will read a book. And Graham, I'm an avid reader. I read all the time. 
I read a lot and I get on topics and I get really excited. And then I read like 40 books on that one topic. And my, my kids and my family are like, oh no, mom's got a new topic. Like we're all going to learn about this crazy thing. Um, and I was like, okay, yeah, give me the book. I'll read the book. And it was Fast Feast Repeat by Jen Stevens. Um, so she told me a little bit about intermittent fasting. Um, I did ask her if she was starving herself. I did use those words. <laughs> Um, but, you know, I sat there and had dinner with her and she ordered some delicious, huge meal that I would have never ordered um, because I would have thought, oh, that's not healthy for me. I'm not going to be able to eat that. And then I ordered the salad and I left unsatisfied and she ate as much as she wanted right in front of me. And I was like, how is this happening? Um, so I did. I, I downloaded the book. On my way home from the restaurant, I listened to the audiobook, and um, like four days later, I did my first fast, um, and that was March twenty eighth of twenty twenty one. So I'm I'm almost at what are we? Is that ten months? Almost eleven months? That's a really great story, and um, I think for hearing that from people, like say you went to that doctor, and the doctor said to you, you need to lose that twenty twenty five pounds. Then you had those tests, and one of the answers that came back was black pepper. Now, anybody out there like me that loves black pepper, you'd be saying to yourself, hey, that's crazy. Who would have thought black pepper has got upset the apple cart when it comes to weight? But there are a lot of things that actually do uh, sort of not serve us great. And when we find out these things and then actually you take them out, it can make a difference. But, yeah, that's the you one on me. I haven't heard that one before, but... Also, when you started, Paige, you read the book, you downloaded it, uh, Fast Feast Repeat by the New York Times bestseller, uh, Jen Stevens. What did you start with? What was your fasting protocol and why did you actually choose that? So I really, um, I, I really enjoyed the chapter on the 28-day fast start and then her different approaches. Um, you know, she kind of even explained some people are the rip the Band-Aid off and go straight to 20 hours and other people like to ease in and start with 12. Um, I, I was kind of an in-betweener. Um, I really tried to push my lunch back. Um, and I am a co I'm a coffee with creamer girl. So um, giving up the creamer in my coffee was was a it was a big deal. Um, and I'm I'm okay now. I drink my coffee black like a big girl. Um, and yeah, so I, I kind of eased in. My first week, um, I was doing 14 to 15. And by the end of the week, that week, I was hitting 16, 17, pretty easy. Um, I remember the day I kind of did my first 20 hour fast and it was sort of on accident. You know, you sort of get busier. I had a meeting at the point where I probably would have eaten and then you know, you, you get distracted and sometimes you can forget to eat. I mean, I, I never thought I'd be a person that could forget to eat, but I have forgotten to eat. Yeah, and I think that's a thing that the longer you do fast and even at the beginning, sometimes you get into that rhythm and you actually forget that you're even fasting. It just becomes part of your day and the longer you go on with it, I mean, now I don't even think about it. I mean, a few years I've been at this, you just get up in the morning, you fast, and you go about your business, and then you eat in a period of time later in the day, and and that's just how it is. But really interested to hear the struggles, any struggles you had early on. You mentioned there you're a coffee and creamer girl. Did you find that a challenge getting that out, and how did you sort of cope with that? I just did it. Um, that that was a struggle, but it, I it lasted a couple of days, and then it was over. Um, I did struggle with. 
um, kind of what to tell people. Um, and, and at first I didn't tell anyone. Um, I actually had been fasting for almost three weeks before I even told my husband. Um, he's in the medical field and I was really worried that he was going to think it was not good for me and then tell me not to do it because um, he has strong opinions sometimes. Um, but, you know, the night I told him, he said, you know, I have kind of noticed that it, you're a little bit different. You're a little calmer. Um, and that, that was interesting. And, and it was true. I, I did struggle with some kind of window binging, you know, once my window was open, um, feeling like I, I couldn't get full at first, you know, and, and I also think that that's from kind of a perpetual dieter, which I am. I had really trained myself to never eat a huge meal. And so all of a sudden I was hungry and I was able to eat, you know, a full like eight ounce steak and the baked potato and the salad that came with it. And that there, there is kind of this mental, and you talk about it in your book as well, kind of this mental shift that you have to say, you know, it's okay that this meal is bigger because it really is my one meal a day. It, this, this is the equivalent of what I would have eaten over an entire day before. Yeah, just kind of getting over that um, urge to binge in my window. I did have some sleepless, um, like some kind of weird sleep patterns um, where I, I woke up really, really early. Um, that was interesting. And I'm already an early riser. So for me to even wake up before my alarm goes off, that was that was kind of interesting. Um, but I really think that's because there wasn't so much on my stomach before I went to bed to process. Like my body was like, oh, I have enough rest. It's time to wake up. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, a lot of people talk about that. You know, they have that feeling that sometimes they do struggle with the window period and when it opens, they have that tendency to be so ravenous, they just eat everything in sight. Mm. I'd always say to people, well, you know, the, for me personally, I always found that if I open my window with something higher in fat, it tends to sort of satisfy me a little bit just for that, keep that urge back and then sit back and reflect on that for a few minutes and just not eat for, a little, say, another 20, 30 minutes. And then you just had that time to sort of let it settle. And I, I felt that that was a really great way for people out there that do struggle and they white knuckle to their window and they just open the fridge and they go hell for leather. So that's something to think about. Maybe opening your sort of window with a higher fat and see how that goes and then pause and reflect and, and just sit there for a few minutes and let it sink in. But with your window, let's talk about the eating now. So were you a person that eats all the things or was there anything you delayed from the start? Um, no, I, I am an eat all the things girl. Um, interestingly enough, um, in October, not October, November, November 6th, um, I actually decided that it was probably time to delay alcohol for a while. Um, I'd kind of reached a plateau where um, I'm about five pounds from my goal weight, which is really just a number I made up in my head. I thought, okay, maybe this glass of wine a couple of nights a week, you know, and the margarita on the weekend is probably not benefiting me. Um, so I have actually been alcohol free since November 6th. So that's at this point, that's kind of the only thing I'm delaying. Um, I still haven't lost those five pounds. <laughs> so they did not come off the way I sort of anticipated. Um, 
So I really, Graham, I do have a sweet tooth. I know I need to um, start moving away from that and that kind of being my crutch. I do like to close my window with a little piece of something sweet. Um, And sometimes that ends up being, you know, more than just a piece of it. So um, I think that's important too. You know, you've got to enjoy your your window, let's face it. And some people have bigger issues with food than others. And for me, as you know, I was a sugar and fast food addict. So they were things I really had to address. But, you know, I'm all for people that enjoy something that they like. You know, it's all about moderation, of course. And, you know, when your window opens, it's about what I like to say, Paige, is I like to eat what makes me feel my greatest, right? You may have heard a discussion uh, back in episode 106 I had with Jim Stevens. And we discussed that, you know, eat whatever you want message. And I think sometimes that gets lost on a few people out there and they just think, I can eat whatever I want. And so they eat really highly processed foods nearly every day and then they wonder why they're not getting the results. So sometimes you have to examine that message and I, I like to twist that around and say, eat what makes you feel your greatest because none of us want to eat, makes, eat something that makes us feel pretty crappy, especially if we're only eating once a day. So just on that page, the one meal a day, what sort of style do you use? Are you a person that opens, say, with a snack, then maybe sits back and has a main and a bit of dessert? Or how do you roll with it? Yeah, you know, I kind of, I really switch it up. Um, and I don't do the same thing every day because my life doesn't look the same thing, the same every day. Um, I, I do work in kind of an office environment, um, but I don't always meal plan the way I should. So um you know, I, I leave the office about 4.45 every day and I usually go grab a kid and take them to one place and, um, you know, don't get home until 5.30 or 6 sometimes. Um, so just as of late, I have had um, some dates and peanut butter at work and kind of opened my window with just something like that as sort of a snack. Um, and then really don't eat dinner, dinner until I get home, you know, at 5.30 or 6.00. Um, I try to be done eating by eight o'clock um, and, you know, definitely close that window by that point. Um, but it kind of doesn't look the same every day. And that's one of the things I love about this is, you know, I, I can change. It can change. It can look different. Yeah. Flexibility is an important page for a long-term intermittent fasting lifestyle. So you mentioned there that you tried a few things um, during your life. You'd done the sort of various weight programs with a few companies you mentioned there. And then you came to intermittent fasting. So how long was it before you sort of said to yourself, wow, there's something really in this intermittent fasting. This is possibly not only the best thing I've ever done, but it actually works. And I think I can sustain it. When did you get to that point? You know, I would I would say it was probably around that three week mark, that three to four week mark um, when I shared it with my husband um, and he, you know, I said he mentioned that he felt like he thought I was calmer. Um, and I I think the mental clarity that sort of showed up, you know, weeks three, four, five and six, all of a sudden I felt less irritable. I felt like things that would have you know, bugged me before or, you know, given me pause, just all of a sudden weren't. Um, and I just thought, oh my goodness, like, could, could this be it? And, you know, I, I mentioned during that year of, you know, 2019 through 2020 that I, I really believe I was probably 
I'm going through some depression and I felt like the clouds had parted on that through, through intermittent fasting that all of a sudden I was able to manage my emotions and my feelings. Um, and, and like I said, it, it, that kind of happened really quick. Um, and then my sleep was what, once the crazy waking up really early, um, sort of abated. I mean, I, I sleep better than I've ever slept. I fall asleep fast. I sleep deep. I wake up. I'm not foggy. Um, you know, eliminating alcohol has certainly helped that as well. You know, I don't have the, the red wine fog when I wake up in the morning. Um, and I, I, I feel like the effects happened pretty quick. And, and I did lose weight. Um, I am, I, I, I lost about six pounds that first 28 days. Um, and total, I have lost 27 pounds. Um, and the way that I measure, um, I've lost 38 inches. So I'm down about um, four clothing sizes. So it's, wow. it's definitely noticeable at, at this point. That's fantastic. And it's a great rate of weight <laughs> loss too for a person of your size and frame as well. I mean, 28 pounds in 11 months, that's that's pretty great. And I think that you must feel, and I'm watching you now on the screen, and I mentioned to you before, I always noticed the really fantastic skin that people have with intermittent fasting and how they almost glow when I first see them. That's the first thing I see, the brightness in the eyes, the really great skin. And I, I see that every single time in people. But what I really like about intermittent fasting is is that calmness feeling you talked about. And I know when I was an obese guy, right, I was very anxious. I suffered moments in my life from depression and that. I was on medication at one stage for depression when I was obese. And then when I came to intermittent fasting, after about a year or so, I really felt like I was almost like in this inner peace, I like to call it, with myself, with food and everything else around me. And everybody that knew me, they said, you're so much calmer now. You're just so much more relaxed. And my wife used to remark about it all the time. She said, you don't get anxious. You don't get wound up about stuff. Like, you know, when I used to go to shopping centers and things like that, when I was obese, I used to really be freaking out because the anxiety of myself being obese and the way I saw myself. But now it's like I just so at peace with myself. But I also think, Paige, that that came from food because, as you know, with the sugar and fast food addiction, once I got rid of all that rubbish out of my life and all those additives, I'm pretty sure that affects our mood as well. Would you say that's something that's similar for yourself? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not a good meal planner, um, but the weeks where we um, cook a lot on the weekend, you know, my husband likes to grill and he's really fantastic at it. So when he'll do you know, three or four different proteins on a Saturday. And we have that to add some sides to throughout the week. And I'm eating real food, you know, and I'm reading cleanish right now. Um, you know, when I'm eating clean and whole foods, um, yeah, I, I, I feel better. I'm less hungry the next day. Um, it definitely affects my fast the next day. You know, I can usually get full on, you know, a burger from, you know, a fantastic burger place. But the next day, I'm going to be more hungry. And I think that comes back to eating what makes you feel your greatest page. And I think we learn that. And as time goes by, I mean, we talk about the food snob phase and intermittent fasting. And I think for myself, that became so true because I simply don't want to eat those feel, foods that make me feel like rubbish. And I always have the theory, well, hey, you know, if I'm only going to eat once a day, it's got to be pretty good. And I've even been to restaurants and sat down, looked at the menu 
And I've walked out because I didn't see anything worthy on there of eating it. And I went to the next restaurant and my wife would get so frustrated. She'd say, oh, man, you're turning into a food snob. And I'd say, yeah, well, that's okay. And, and that's the way I need to be. But also we talk about, you've touched on a few of these already, the non-scale victories, the health benefits that come with fasting. I mean, 11 months now, you must have had a few of those come along as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, I've mentioned good sleep. You complimented me on my skin. Thank you very much. Um, I will remind you that I'm from Dallas, Texas, so there might be some Botox that has a little bit to do with that. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I, I feel like um, my my eyes are, are brighter. I mean, I can see it, the difference when I look at pictures. Um, my moods for sure, the weight loss. Um, I actually did have um, a scan. I had a, um, oh my goodness, what's it called? A colonoscopy um, a few months ago. And um, the doctor said that I have the healthiest colon he has seen in a really long time. Um, and when I came out of the anesthesia from that, they of course offered me juice and um, a snack and wanted me to eat something. And I had the procedure really early in the morning um, and I, I, I got out of anesthesia at like 8.30 in the morning. And I was like, oh, no, I intermittent fast, just water. <laughs> I'm not going to eat till lunch. And they were like, wait a minute, you haven't eaten since 8 o'clock last night. And it's 8 o'clock this morning and you just had anesthesia and you're refusing food. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not hungry. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to eat till later. Um, and like I said, the, the heart palpitations that I was having um, in 2019 are are gone. I mean, I haven't had that issue. I think they just keep on coming, Paige. I mean, even going into <laughs> my fifth year of this journey, I could write non-scale victories virtually every day. It's the little things that add up. I mean, just things, I mean, some people like myself, they had a massive amount of weight that they got off. It just, it's life-changing. I mean, even 27 pounds, I mean, that's still a hell of a lot of weight. I mean, you mentioned there that you're a part-time work in real estate. And even doing that, showing homes, walking up and down stairs all the time, it takes a lot of energy. You probably have a lot more energy for your career now as well. I do. I do. Um, and I did think of something else. This past Thanksgiving, um, My, like I said, I, I have run in my past. I'm not an avid runner. Um, but my husband wanted to do the turkey trot, which is um, there's an eight-mile option um, in Dallas. And I had not run in months so I fully expected this to take me, you know, two and a half to three hours to run eight miles. I just knew I was going to be slow as Christmas. Um, and it didn't, Graham. I ran and my husband usually runs faster than I do. And he kind of kept turning around and expecting me to be, you know, way behind him. And I wasn't. I was kind of right there. Um, and I finished in like an hour and 45 minutes, which, again, is not is, I'm not a fast runner. But um, for for running it essentially cold and not having trained for it, um, I, it felt so different. You know, I ran a half marathon in 2018 and, you know, I was probably 40 pounds heavier and I ran 13 miles. So I I know what it feels like for that weight to not be moving while you are running. And I felt lighter. I felt like I could breathe. Um, my legs didn't hurt. I didn't have cramping. And I did it fasted. Um, I, you know, we ate dinner the night before. I had my black coffee. 
Um, my husband wanted me to eat a protein bar before we went or a banana or something. And I was like, nope, I don't want anything on my stomach. And um, that was definitely um, a surprise and, you know, a pleasant surprise. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing that you did that. And I think the time is pretty good too. I mean, considering that you hadn't done a lot of training. So is exercise a, a part of your daily life now or is it it's something you're sort of spasmodic for you? It needs to be more, I'll be honest. Um, I, again, with busy life and busy kids, I have not made it a priority, which I know that's what it takes. It takes making it a priority. Um, you know, we do walk the dog almost every day, which, you know, is maybe a mile. Um but no, I, I, I can honestly say I have not been a good exerciser, but that is on my agenda for 2022 um, is, you know, to get back in to doing something physical on a, on a more consistent basis. Yeah, you mentioned there your husband a few times about how supportive he was and he's from the medical community and that sort of thing. Is the support in general been really good for you? I mean, have you had any negative feedback about what you're doing? You mentioned you struggled a little bit trying to relay that to a few people. Um, yeah, my husband's been super supportive. Um, he tried to do it with me. He, he doesn't have the, the motivation or the health problems that I did, but he is fully supportive. Um, you know, and even in talking to my family, um, you know, I was a little hesitant to tell my parents. Um, Again, just because, you know, we, as a family, we do have some health markers that, you know, we struggle with. And um, I, I would really love for, um, for my family to try this and um, see it not as something kind of like a crazy, wacky thing that Paige is doing, um, but something that they could see themselves doing and they could see the benefits. Um, but I do have several friends at work that are fasting and it's, you know, it's a, it's a cool conversation to have, you know, like a check-in, like, how are you? How are you doing? What are you struggling with? Um, you know, I, I always point people back to the resources like, like your book and like Jim Stevens book, Fastest Repeat. Um, you know, when they say, well, what about this? Well, I'm struggling and I can't make it to, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon. And, and I'm like, but, okay, then open at one and then you close at seven instead of eight. You know, it's like, I feel like I'm much more open about it now because I, I am confirmed in my success. Like I am sure that this can work for just about anyone. And it truly is the easiest thing I've ever done. And I've done some really hard things like not eating bread or not eating any gluten and not eating any cheese. That's hard. Like that's, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do that again. Counting points or counting calories or logging all your food. That's hard. I don't want to do that again. And, you know, or eating the, the little bars that, you know, some of these programs want you to eat five or six times a day. They taste terrible. And, they're so highly processed. I'm like, really? They want you to eat that instead of an apple? Like, I, I don't, it now, because I have found this thing that has been so life-changing for me, 
I can't imagine ever going back to something else. I, I just feel like there's no way. I, I don't want to eat all day. I don't need to eat all day. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to look at any food as bad. Um, I, I fully agree with what you said. It is about how that food makes you feel and you being the individual, not you as in a collective society like you, you know, me, Paige, that doesn't feel good when I eat that. Okay, great. I'm, I'm not going to eat that, but maybe I'll eat it tomorrow. <laughs> it might be worth not feeling great because I really want to eat that. I mean, I, I just, I feel like there's so much freedom in this. Um, and that's what makes it sustainable for me. Often talk about transformation as well. I mean, 27 pounds, you go and get like 27 pounds of potatoes, right? And carry that around in a bag and do that for a week and see how that feels. I mean, when people say to me, I've only lost 15 pounds, or I've only lost 20 pounds. Well, that's a hell of a lot of weight to a lot of people. And I always say to people, it's not a competition. It's not how much you've lost. It's how you feel. And do you feel that way too? Absolutely. And, you know, when I, um, you know, my coworkers that are fasting with me and they're like, oh, I only lost a pound, you know, from um, weigh in to weigh in. Um, and I, I always say, you know, your body might be doing something it needs to do on the inside. You know, you might have fatty liver that it's clearing. You might have cholesterol that it's lowering on the inside and it doesn't need to spend the energy going to find, you know, the fat on your belly that you really want to get rid of because it has this more important healing um, task it needs to do on the inside and the weight will come. Um, because like you said, you know, fasting is, it's good for us. It's actually the way I, I now believe our bodies were designed to work. Um, you know, my great, my great grandparents didn't take a package of goldfish with them out into the farm when they were working in the fields all day. Um, you know, they didn't do that. They ate meals when they came home. So I just, um, yeah, I, I feel like um, when people are frustrated at the lack of weight loss, um, their diet brain is activated. You know, I've I even told a friend um, just the other day to go back and read the diet brain chapter in Fast Feast Repeat and really try to turn off your attachment to the scale. Um, you know, like I said, my my goal is, you know, about five pounds less than what I weighed this morning. I still haven't seen it. That's a number that I haven't gotten to. But I don't even know if that's the real goal for my body. I mean, I, I might be smaller than that. I might have more weight to lose, or this might be a set point that I can be okay with. Um, because truly the number I'm shooting for is something I literally made up. <laughs> like I have no, I have no reason why I picked it. It just sounded like I'd probably feel good if I weighed that much. Yeah. And that's important to realize that a goal weight is just a number. And I always say to people, like I've been maintaining now, over two and a half years at the same weight. And I like to say I keep in a goal range, right? Because if you pick a particular number, say for me it was 100 kilos, 220 pounds, and then one morning you might be 101 or 102, it starts messing with you. But if you say to yourself, well, okay, well, I'm happy staying in that range of two to four pounds, and that's okay. And one of the reasons I do weigh daily uh, in maintaining is because 
it's just become something I do every day, same as fasting. I step on the scales, I look at it, I'm in my range, great, step off, go about my day. And I say to people, try and have a goal range. And sometimes your body might be at that set point. It might be saying, hey, Paige, this is where we're really happy. This is where, you know, everything's cool. You're happy. You're feeling great. I mean, you, you, you look terrific. You feel terrific. And you, your body's probably saying, well, hey, we're nearly there. And so thinking about maintenance going forward, do you think there'll be much change? Like, will you be more flexible in what you do? Have you given that any thought, the maintenance period of, of intermittent fasting? Um, yeah, I have thought about it. I, I think I'll pretty much do what I'm doing now. I, I think I'm almost in somewhat of a maintenance phase at this point. You know, I'm I'm not hard and fast with my windows. Um, you know, if I'm hungry at 16 hours and I planned on doing 20 that day, I eat at 16 hours and I'll probably eat dinner when I get home. You know, I'm not going to eat that meal and then totally change my whole day. Um and yeah, I, I, I think I'm almost kind of in a maintenance mentality. Um, and maybe that's why I haven't, you know, attacked the sugar, you know, the sugar addiction that I, that I have. That, that might be why, because I'm kind of in a maintenance. Um, but I do know that needs to come. Um, you did mention that you weigh daily. I do, I do weigh daily as well. Um, I have, I step on the scale every morning. I have an app that tracks it. And it is for me um, going back and seeing that line, even though, you know, it kind of will fluctuate up, you know, every once in a while, if I go way back, I can see that that, that line was gradually going down the entire time. So, you know, not focusing on the, the daily fluctuations, but looking at the overall picture of where my weight has, has gone and is moving um, is, is really helpful. Um, I also do, I do have some gold pants. I've had to actually buy two pairs of honesty pants because I shrunk into my honesty pants and then I had to buy a size smaller. Um, so I've got a, got a really cute pair of white jeans that I want to wear this, this summer, um, that are too tight right now, but I, I think, I think I'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure you will. And it's really interesting. A lot of people, they either weigh daily or they don't. Some people have a good relationship with the scale. Some people don't. And again, that's the individual thing of IF. Some people use a scale that has colors on that tells them, yeah, your weight's going up or your weight's going down without actually telling them the number. And for me, I, I, don't, I never had any psychological issues with the scale. But speaking of psychological, I mean, obviously, intermittent fasting for me is 90% mental, right? Because you have to be in the right headspace to do it. You want, You have to be able to want to do it for a start, and then you have to apply that mindset, focus, discipline, everything else. I mean, you mentioned that's easy. It's not easy for everybody, of course, and some people have some struggles with it because they've had some deep-seated issues with food in the past. But the actual application of fasting itself, the principle of fasting and eating in a period of time, nothing could be more simple. It's absolutely simple. So what part did mindset play for you in all of this? You know, I I definitely think when I was reading Fast Feast Repeat and listening to it, um, Jen Stevens said something, I'm going to misquote it, but the idea was your body, this is not your fault. This extra weight you're carrying or the yo-yo dieting, you know, dieting, losing it and then gaining it all back. It's not your fault. We have been taught incorrect information our entire lives about how we should eat, not even what we should eat, 
how we should eat. And um, I, I, I was actually in my car listening when, when she said those words. And I, I did. I cried. I had real tears. And I thought, okay, this is not my fault. I am not a failure at losing weight. I, I have been given bad information. I now have the answer and I believe I can do this. So once, once I almost forgave myself for that and sort of saw my body not as the enemy, but as something that had really done some amazing things for me, you know, I have two kids and I can run a marathon, you know, I can run a half marathon. I can be healthy. I can do these things and carry this extra weight. Now let me work with my body the way that it was designed to work and forgive myself for all the the guilt that I carried for not being able to um, manage it on my own. Yeah, you mentioned there your children. And obviously as a mum of children, you're always busy. You're doing things for your kids all the time. How did you find that adapting to a fasting lifestyle as a mother and you know and your husband as well preparing food and that sort of thing for the family? How did you get through that? What sort of tips can you give to a mum out there that's got some kids that wants to get started? Sure. Um, you know, I it, it it hasn't been difficult for me because my kids are a little bit older. Um, my son is 16 and my daughter's 10. Um, so the fact that you know, I made them breakfast and didn't eat anything. They didn't care. They weren't, they weren't watching me. And I almost feel like even the littles are probably the same way. They're, they're probably watching you a little bit less than you think. Um, and there have been times, you know, on the weekends, whenever my family was eating lunch and I made lunch and sat down with them, but had not planned to eat dinner. And I just drank my Topo Chico or, you know, just drank something and said, nope. I'm just, I'm not eating right now. I'm going to eat later. And even my daughter now is like, is your window open? Can you try this? Can you eat this? Um, and I, I see it as something that they're seeing me be healthy. And my daughter and I have talked a lot because, because of how, you know, the, the society that I grew up in um, and the pressure to be thin, she and I have talked a lot about that I'm doing this not to be thin. I'm doing this to be healthy. And as a, as a young girl, as a girl growing, this is not for her. <laughs> she does not need to do this. Um, and she, she seems totally okay with it. Um, you know, we, we have a lot of open discussions. Um, but yeah, do I run through and grab Chick-fil-A whenever my kids want Chick-fil-A for dinner sometimes? Yep. I love a good chicken sandwich. <laughs> I, I mean, I do. Um, so as a mom, I, I think you you are just honest with your kids. I think they're probably watching you a little less than you think they are. Um, and then whenever they ask, you just answer them open and honest about this is a health journey that I'm on and this is what I'm doing right now. Well, I think that's fantastic that you're being a role model for your kids and showing them that you're doing this for the health benefits. And I always say to people, do intermittent fasting for the health reasons. Don't do intermittent fasting purely because you want to lose weight and you just think it's another diet or another fad and you're going to get the weight off. Do it as a lifestyle change. I mean, really look into it and research it like you did and you know, get some information. Try it, see how you go, and if you like it, keep at it. But 
don't just use it for weight loss because intermittent fasting is just so much more than weight loss, isn't it, Paige? Transformative. You know, I, I feel like the mental benefits and my, my better sleep and my relationship with food is so much more enjoyable. I can sit down and actually enjoy my meal and not be doing the math of how many miles I have to run or how long I have to spend on a spin bike to work off, you know, the whole calories in calories out equation, you know, that that's what I was doing in my head or pulling up, you know, the, my fitness pal and entering in all that food and seeing how much, how many calories I've eaten. I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to think about that again. I just want to eat the good food until I'm satisfied and then close my window and go about my day. It's, it just, it really is just like you said, the most, the simplest um, lifestyle I can think of. Oh, it is. And I think sometimes it does get overcomplicated where people try to look for things that aren't there and they're forever saying things like, does this break my fast? Does that break my fast? Because they're looking to cut corners because that's what they're used to when they're dieting. And the problem with diets, and let's face it, a lot of diets will work, right? But the problem is they're not sustainable. Or who wants to you know, go to meetings every week and everybody critiques how much you've lost or haven't lost? All those sorts of things. Who wants to sit there and count things and weigh things out every day? It's just not sustainable. It will work for a while. It might work for you know, five months, six months, a year or whatever. But you try to do that for life and that's where it falls over. And do you feel like you think about yourself in a totally different way now to maybe than what you did before? Oh, absolutely. Um, my, my body is not the enemy. My body is working with me and doing what it needs to do to keep me alive. And that's what it's been doing this whole time. And now I feel like um, I, I, I don't have that body shame. And, and it's not just because I'm smaller. Um, I just, I'm not mad at my body anymore. <laughs> I was really mad that I, that this was a struggle that I had to have and that I had friends that could eat anything they wanted and all they wanted and they were always small and that was never my story. Um, and, you know, now I just think, okay, this, this is what, this is the lifestyle that is allowing my body to be its absolute healthiest and I know that not just because the scale number is smaller. I know it because of how I feel. I know it because my depression is gone. I know it because my mental and emotional stability is so much more um, calm. I feel like I'm peaceful and um, I, I just, I feel, I just feel happier. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's just life-changing, and I, I can't stress that enough to people, that it's not just because I'm smaller. It's so much more. It is, and I mean, it's not my testament or your testament, Paige. It's when you read hundreds of testaments. You look at thousands of testaments in the groups that we're all in. My Fasting Highway Facebook group, you come along there. And every week we have a face-to-face -face Friday and everybody puts their transformations up. And you look at them, dozens of them, and you think, well, not all of them can be wrong. 
And, you know, very rarely do you have somebody that comes out and says, fasting doesn't work, it's stupid. Because those people in general will do it for two weeks and give up. They don't give it time. And it's really important to give this time. Okay, not a lot might happen in the first week or two, but like you've mentioned, I mean, you've lost 27 pounds, right? I think it was 38 inches you mentioned, something like that you've lost. Well, that's incredible. 38 inches is amazing. And then four dress sizes or four clothing sizes. And I can imagine for a lady, that's just fantastic. You go to your boutiques and everything else and all that choice is just opens up. And as a, a real estate agent, you must love that to be able to go and buy whatever clothes you like. Yeah, my husband um, is, keeps asking me when these uh, packages are going to stop showing up at the house. And I just told him they're donations. <laughs> I've really um, I've had to buy some new clothes. Um, I've, I've gifted a lot of my old ones. Um, you know, resale shops are fantastic. And there's a couple pretty close to my house that have some really cute things. Um, but yeah, it's that part has been fun, Graham. I'll admit it. But I think just those little things and, you know, like you said, your friends have always been a thinner type and you've sort of looked at them and you thought, well, you know, how come they're like that and I'm not like this? But it's important too not to compare, isn't it, Paige? And you just run your own journey. And I think with intermittent fasting, we all learn that comparison is a thief of joy and not to compare each other's journey. I mean, it doesn't matter whether Paige has lost 27 pounds or I've lost 130 because we all get the same benefits from it. We all get those same mental sort of things that come, the less anxiety, the depression, all that going away, the skin condition in my case. So yeah, I think that's important to remember about comparison, isn't it? Absolutely. And um, that's actually my my phrase for 2022 is um, that joy is the thief or comparison is the thief of joy um, because we can do that. And even on your Facebook group, you know, it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's wonderful. Um, and people are so encouraging. Um, but I, you know, when I see someone post that, you know, I've been doing this for four weeks and I've only lost two pounds you know, it's, it's like, okay, I, you know, I lost six pounds in 28 days. So what? Like I had, I had two more pounds that my body wanted to get rid of that month. But yeah, we, we can't compare journeys to one another's. Um, we really just have to focus on what your body is doing and when the scale stops moving, or if it hasn't started yet, just know that you're doing something good for your body even if that particular data point, because that's all it is, it's a data point, if that particular data point doesn't say what you think you want it to say, um, your body's doing something else. There's something else more important going along. Before we go, I just wanted to tap into your knowledge that you've learned and that sort of thing over the last sort of year. And if you're sitting down with a friend now and trying to pass this on, what would you sort of say to them and encourage them to try and get started? How would you say to go about it? And what would be just a few words of wisdom about intermittent fasting you would give them? Sure. My first piece of advice is to read your book for inspiration. As far as your story goes, it's incredible. And then read Fast Feast Repeat. Um, I, I think those two, that the combination of those two um, you know, Jen's book is going to give you the science and the know-how and the know-why um, from a teacher's perspective because she's so good at giving the information. Um, 
And then, you know, your book is just that anecdotal, amazing story of transformation. Um, And I actually loved that you got rid of your sugar and fast food addiction first before you even found fasting. Um, I I thought that was just incredible, extremely, um, extremely inspiring to me. Um, So I really do encourage them to get the information before you wake up in the morning and go, okay, I'm going to drink my coffee black and I'm not going to eat until 12. You know, it's like if I'm very much a why person, I need to know why so that I can fully put my my heart and soul into what I'm doing. If I am just checking the boxes of what I think I'm supposed to be doing, I don't have the same zeal and the same energy behind it. Um, And then I would also tell them, yes, you want to weigh, you want to have a starting point, Um, take pictures, even if you don't want to. Um, I, you know, I did, and I am so happy I did. Um, And I I still do. I take pictures um, every month and I write down my stats and I do my measurements um, and even though I weigh every day, I, I do kind of have that certain time of, of every month that I that I do kind of do a little check-in, like where am I and what do I see different in the mirror? Um, and, you know, I, I kind of think I'll keep that up until I've been doing it a year and then I'll probably um, let that go. But, um, you know, arming yourself with the information of the why I think is probably my best advice for someone that, that wants to do this. Yeah, I think that's great, Paige. Well said. And I think the why is important for sure. And what it's doing for your body is important to investigate. And it is great to research that and find out that. And I really think it's really important for a lot of people. And some people, they like, sort of like three things, right? Some people just want to know the nuts and bolts. They want to know how to get going. Then you have people that want to know a little bit more than that. And then you have people that want to know everything. They want to know every single detail because that's how their mind works. And that's fine. So when we're relaying information to people, it's important to understand how those people think and how they relate to things and what they can take in because some people can't read a book like The Obesity Code because they just can't get the scientific explanations. But if they read something simple or a simple story of how to get going, it might help them. But Paige, I can't tell you what a pleasure it's been to have you on my podcast and the Fasting Highway here today. And thank you so much for joining us. Really enjoyed it. Thanks. I appreciate it, Graham. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, thank you so much, Paige. Thoroughly enjoyed that chat with you. And I feel it was a very motivational and inspiring look into what it's like to live an intermittent fasting lifestyle. And I wish you continued success in the future. And thank you so much for joining us today, all the way there from Texas in the United States. Also, folks, uh, as you heard in the intro there, if you are looking for some extra motivation or support, uh, you will find that in the Fasting Highway Facebook community. Uh, Come along and join us there. There's over 5,600 people from all over the world. Uh, The group's growing at quite a rapid rate, so please come and join us there. Also, if you are interested in my own journey, uh, you'll find that in my book, The Fasting Highway, which is available on Amazon in both paperback and Kindle. Uh, If you are in Australia or New Zealand, uh, you can actually get it direct from my website at www.thefastinghighway.com. 
Anyway, until next week, be well, be safe, and remember, clean fasting is everlasting.